really, you just have to be passionate. You know, at work, you have to put your team in a good positive environment. You have to joke with them, let it be light, and they will give you so much more effort. They will take care of patients much better and take care of yourself. Because if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not there, then you're not able to take care of other people. So that's the biggest thing. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, where we empower you to make a breakthrough and dispense your full potential. My name is Dr. Adam Martin, and I'm your host for the podcast. I've been a practicing full-time community pharmacist since I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. The Fit Pharmacist community exists to serve you to dispense your full potential by learning from our world-class guests on how to practically apply simple solutions to not only elevate your pharmacy career, but nail your nutrition, master your mindset, and fit fitness into pharmacy through simple solutions to guide you to live a fulfilled life with passion and purpose. Thank you for being here. Now let's dive into this week's new episode. My friends, it is October, which is officially American Pharmacist Month. There are so many amazing things in pharmacy going on to help celebrate our profession, with one of that being what this podcast is all about. Single Care announced its inaugural Best of the Best Pharmacy Awards, naming outstanding pharmacists across the country that go above and beyond to serve their communities. These are the kind of pharmacists who would drive over an hour to help fill an important medication for someone, like today's guest and winner of the Best Pharmacist Award, Dr. Brooke Caperton. I myself am humbled to have also been recognized by Single Care with the award of Most Influential Pharmacist, and I'm excited to dive into this week's podcast with our special guest, Brooke, a fellow Fit Pharmacist and previous feature on Fit Pharmacist Friday, who won the prestigious honor as Best Pharmacist. Dr. Caperton is a full-time staff pharmacist with CVS in Branderton, Florida. She is also a pharmacy manager emerging leader with CVS. She has worked for CVS going on nine years, having started out as a pharmacy technician, became a certified technician, then intern, and then finally pharmacist. She did three years of undergraduate studies at Eastern Kentucky University before earning her PharmD at the University of Kentucky College of Pharmacy. She is a self-proclaimed world-class multitasker who truly cares about taking care of her patients. Career-wise, her goal is to win the Paragon Award with CVS in the future once she becomes a pharmacy manager. She is big into fitness and loves being able to share her fitness journey with others while motivating them to live a healthier life. Her biggest passions are pharmacy, animals, fitness, and reading. Dr. Brooke, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. It is an honor. First off, congratulations for being named Best Pharmacist. That's freaking incredible, and you should be super proud of that. Thank you. It felt like such an honor. I got notified that I had won an award, but they weren't very specific about like what award I won. So I was like, okay, I'm just one of few that won an award. And then to see my name under Best Pharmacist, I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. 
Yeah, it's super surreal. And I, I keep getting like screenshots and pictures from people. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people in pharmacy, as you li- guys listening know, you're clearly listening to a podcast for trying to make yourself better, for getting to that next level. So you clearly are that stereotypical type A go-getter pharmacist. So that begs the question, you know, you're in pharmacy, you're trying to go hard, but how do you get to that next level such that Brooks at where you're literally named best pharmacist? And I think before looking at the end, the real answer to that question is looking at the beginning. And that's the first question I want to ask you, Brooke, is right now you're a pharmacist, clearly you're crushing it, you're, you're going after your goals, but I'd really like you to share why you chose pharmacy in the first place where that journey began to lead you to where you are today? So my mother was a nurse and my grandmother was a nurse. So healthcare was always what I knew I was supposed to do. I love math and science, which as you know, is a huge part of pharmacy, you know, chemistry. By fives. Chemistry. Yeah. Count by fives all the time. (laughs) Chemistry, you know, calculus is involved in there some, but I actually started out in nursing school. I did a semester of nursing school and did clinicals. And then I said this, you know, this isn't for me. So sorry, I have a cat trying to join the podcast right now. So Hey, you love animals. Um, so you're practicing what you preach. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So I actually, you know, I did nursing for a semester. I just said, you know, this isn't for me. And I was terrified to tell my family, you know, I'm going to change. I want to go to pharmacy school. So I did. My mom was so happy. She's like, you know, you weren't meant to be a nurse. Like you were meant to be a pharmacist. So that's what I did. I ended up switching to pre-pharmacy and uh, I went from there. So those words are huge. You were meant to be a pharmacist. Like, oh, absolutely. And if you guys listen, like if you feel that to your core, it's like such a, a, like clarity is power. It's such an empowering feeling. Um, I remember when I I went into pharmacy with, with uh, my story and my reasons that I've shared before, but once I came to that point where I knew this is what I was meant to do, it was game over. But really, the game was just beginning. Um, and yes. it's, <laughs> that's such a powerful statement that you made, that, that finding that this was your true calling. And uh, props to you for having the courage. Because a lot of people listening, um, maybe they're in pharmacy because their parents were pharmacists and feel that they need to do this. Um, and being able to have your voice and speak your truth is so, so important. Because, guys, I'm telling you right now, if you're in pharmacy... Like if you're starting on this journey for the money or because someone else wants you to do it, you will not last. You will burn out. We see it, unfortunately, Absolutely. all the time. Pharmacy is no, no joke. It's, it's high stress. It's sacrifice. It's lots of things you wouldn't expect or things that you're, you'll see on the job and you're like, I wasn't trained for this. Like we, we have awesome clinical expertise. Safety is always number one, but there's lots of things that we do to go above and beyond for our team, for our patients which we are honored to do because it's all about service. That's why we're here. But you really need to make sure that you're in it for you and not feeling directed by others or that you have to do this for some external cause because that will not carry, your, carry you through when crap hits the fan. Um, so that's, <laughs> that, that's a huge point and you should be really proud of that because had you not, you probably wouldn't be on this podcast uh, you might be on maybe a nursing podcast. I don't know. Or maybe, I, I, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that would be my biggest piece of advice to people going into pharmacy. Like you have to want it 100%. You have to be passionate about it because if you're not, I don't even know if you make it through pharmacy school. Pharmacy school is so difficult. It's so demanding, so little sleep, you know, it's, it's difficult. And if you're in a heart's not there, then it's going to be difficult to last. 
Absolutely. 100%. And, and y'all know, you can tell just by looking at someone like real quick that they hate their life. Like this job ain't for them. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people say that's the norm, but that's what this podcast is all about is to bring to light that that's not the norm. There are people like that, that just don't like their job and whatever, but you'll have that in any profession. In pharmacy, there are so many inspiring people who truly love what they do. The reason being for other people to serve and guide them to better health, that's exactly what we're here to do. And that's what this podcast is here for, to show you that yes, this actually does exist. Yes, there are actually people that love their jobs and look forward to going to work, even if it's full-time community like these two crazy people, um, yeah. which dovetails- <laughs> Club pharmacy. Yeah, exactly. Club pharmacy <laughs> at its finest. Um, but this dovetails really nicely because maybe uh, you're listening to this and you're a pharmacy student or a pharmacist and you're getting into that full-time community life and you hear a lot of negativity around your own health. That, and, and I heard this when I was an intern. Um, oh, when you graduate pharmacy school, you can kiss your fitness goodbye because I've been into fitness since before pharmacy school. Um, or things like, oh, you won't have time to work out. Um, you're going to eat unhealthy. You're going to gain all this weight. You're going to have all this stress. Da, da, da. You guys have heard all this, this Debbie Downer, negative Nancy garbage. Um, but that's what I want Brooke to share right now, because if you follow her on Instagram, you see that she's very committed as I am to fitness, not just physical fitness, but also mental fitness. She enjoys yes. reading, personal development and everything else. Um, but Brooke, what I want you to share is you work full-time, not just as a pharmacist, but you're in that emerging leader program looking to dive deeper in a, in a leadership role in community pharmacy, which demands even more time and sacrifice. But despite all those demands, you're still able to fit in fitness and live a healthy lifestyle and invest in your own self-care. Um, so what I'd invite you to share is kind of what you found to be a good balance for how to incorporate that and uh, some, some learning tips or advice you can give for people looking to merge pharmacy and fitness to live a healthy lifestyle. So I'll be the first to say that like during pharmacy school, I was not very fit. Um, I have been an athlete my entire life, but pharmacy school was a struggle. Um, I did eat bad. I didn't work out as much as I should. I tried to work out as much as I could, but um, I didn't really get like big into fitness until I became a pharmacist and I moved down to Florida from Kentucky. Um, and it really is about time management. Um, I actually, you know, I have my set schedule for work and I schedule my workouts around work and then I schedule everything else around that. Um, you know, eating, uh, doctor's appointments, um, any of shopping, you know, so I, yeah, work first, then I, I build my fitness schedule around that. Um, and if somebody asked me to do anything that is going to interrupt my fitness schedule, no, no go. <laughs> like I am set. I have, you know, I have everything planned out. Um, and you have to realize that it's a great stress management tool. Um, you know, I do love pharmacy, but there are days, you know, where my job is not as fulfilling or, you know, it's just a hard day. And so going to the gym after that and being able to release that stress and just focus and put my mind and my mental clarity into it is, uh, is huge. So, um, and then eating healthy can be difficult at the pharmacy as well. Um, you know, my biggest piece of advice is, you know, protein shakes, easy, easy stuff to grab that you can eat quickly because it is club pharmacy and it's always fast paced. Hashtag so. Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Tupperware, no preparation meals. Yeah. 
So. so I think what you shared there was so brilliant. And there's some really good points that I want to break down. The first one I just want to address real quick is you said you have days where you just don't feel fulfilled. Guys, this happens regardless of if you're in pharmacy, an engineer, it doesn't matter what profession you are in. You will always face times where you face that question, is this even worth it? And I just did a post about this because so many people unfortunately face this. There's the cat. <laughs> we'll check in. Um, so, so many people face this where they have a bad day. We all have bad days, but don't make long-term decisions based on short-term emotions. I can't reiterate this enough. You will have stress and anxiety regardless of where you're at, but don't let that, that derail you. Always stay connected with your why and your purpose for being there. You will go through it, and you do grow through what you go through. So stay in the game. Keep your sights on why you're there, on the good days, because you will have the bad days, but just like weather, the storms will pass, and there's always sunshine beyond those dark clouds. So I just want to real quick put on my happy face and, and speak truth. Like, yeah, that's might sound motivating, but that's the reality. That's real talk. I'm not trying to BS you guys. Yep. Um, I've had days where I feel like WTF, but you will go through it. You will grow through that. You'll build that resiliency muscle. Um, the other thing that you said is time management is so, so huge. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, that can't fit in fitness, um, some clients that I've worked with, pharmacists and students, they say like, oh, it doesn't work. So I ask, like, well, what, what has been your strategy to fit in fitness? Well, you know, if I feel okay, if I had a good day at work, uh, then, then I'll, I'll go to the gym. Or if there's an opening at a, a fitness class, I'll, I'll try to join that day. But work gets backed up. The fitness class doesn't have an opening. You know, this and that. And, and the, it comes to the time management and the planning. They, they go based on how they feel instead of planning ahead. So I think your strategy is really brilliant. So work is a priority. You have to have a job. You're, you're calling your life's work, right? Then you have the free time. So of that free time, when can you make it fit? And I do something very similar. I work a rolling two-week schedule where one week uh, I will work evenings. So that's this week. So because I work in the night, my workouts for this week are going to be in the morning. Just got back from my walk, by the way. Next week, <laughs> I work mornings. So my workout will be in the evening. So one thing I do is, you know, they always say, Plan, um, prior preparation prevents poor performance. So I will literally pack my gym bag when I, when I work my morning shifts, I will pack my gym bag in the car so that when I leave, it's already there. There's, there's no excuses. There's no reason to um, go home because I don't know about you guys, but if you work club pharmacy, go home and sit down as soon as your butt touches the chair, it's game over. Like it, there's, yes. even if you're sitting down to put your uh, workout shoes on, it's game over. So literally I drive directly from work to the gym, have my bag packed, everything set. I've already done the prep work. So there's not even, you don't even need to use your willpower or thought. It's already there. You just have to show up. And that's literally the simplest thing, but it's the biggest game changer. So I think that's super huge and uh, really recommend you guys to, to put that into practice as well. So great tips. Thank you. Now, as far as um, the nutrition part goes, you say planning ahead again is, is super huge with that. And uh, I want to come back to uh, a really big point that you made, whereas you said in pharmacy school, you didn't really prioritize fitness that much, as much as you should have. But then when you became a pharmacist, that became a huge priority. And my question for you, and I think we all know the answer, but I just really want to shed this, is do you feel 
that by making fitness a priority, both physical fitness, your nutrition, and your mindset, your personal growth, do you feel that by making that a priority, you are a better pharmacist and you're able to serve your patients to a higher level? Absolutely. Um, I mean, in retrospect, I wish I had done things differently in pharmacy school. Um, I time management has become a better a better thing for me. I'm better at it now. I was not good at it in pharmacy school. I did not know how to study. I procrastinated everything. So um, yeah, now it's it's so different. I've grown as a person. I've grown as a professional. Um, I'm able to um, just manage everything so much better. Um, it's just it's a part of who I am now. It's, it's like, I can't go back. So I love that. And it's so true. And yeah, I mean, I agree. I didn't do everything right. Like I I was, I was not in row chi in pharmacy school. I was more back row chi or no chi. Um, but I learned, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. And we both ended up here today receiving an amazing award. Yeah. So that, that's the key guys. Um, but I just wanted to really highlight that point And, and it's kind of counterintuitive where if you go all in on pharmacy and put your self-care aside, that might sound like you're giving everything to your job, like you're giving everything to your patients. Short term, that might work. But what happens, and I have seen this time and time again, sadly, with so many pharmacists, to the point where they change not only their, uh, their role in pharmacy, but pharmacy altogether, they leave the career because they burn out so badly. Yes. So instead of going all in on pharmacy and putting your self-care to the wayside, if you instead make your self-care a priority, still fulfilling your duties and obligations, by having that side outlet, you're actually going to be investing in yourself and putting more into how you can perform as a pharmacist. So instead of putting 60 hours into pharmacy, you put 40 hours in and 20 hours into your self-care. But in those 40 hours, you're going to be performing at 100% so that you can dispense your full potential to those that you work with and serve. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but take it from us who have seen, unfortunately, so many people burn out and all on the other side, so many people that perform at such a high level. All the people that I've had on this podcast, this will be episode, I think, like 83 or 84. Every single one of them makes their self-care priority. That is the secret. That's why I've done this podcast, this whole fit pharmacist movement for this exact reason to share these strategies with you. I know. I wish I had found your stuff like back when I was in pharmacy school, it would have been so helpful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, you found me, I think it was like, uh, what, a year or two ago, uh, whenever you were featured. But yeah, I mean, I I love following your stuff because you go after it and you put all your workouts on there and it's super inspiring because I know what you, well, I know from an outsider's perspective, what you do and, and all the sacrifice you make for your colleagues. You were sharing uh, yesterday when we were talking on Instagram, all the things that you do for your techs and for your staff to make them feel appreciated and loved, which is so important because all my girls know, because I'm the only guy at my pharmacy, all my girls know that they save my life. Like they are godsend. And th- this is uh, kind of tangential from the podcast, but I just want to give a quick shout out to pharmacy technicians. Y'all know that you run the show. Without you guys and girls, we would be nowhere. So, so much love to pharmacy technicians because you are the drivers for service. You're the drivers for patient care. And I know that Brooke agrees with me. We appreciate you guys 100%. (laughs) So it's American Pharmacist Month, but fist bump, if you're watching the video portion of this, to all the pharmacy technicians out there, y'all the real MVP, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yes. 
it's important to have a good staff. <laughs> yeah, it, it's life changing. It, it, it's life changing. And if you're listening to this and you didn't have that uh, staff that was of that high quality that Brooke and I are so blessed with to have, you know that it, it's totally a game changer. So again, love my my staff. They they are phenomenal. So seriously, the, this awards for them. Um, but what you uh, were talking about earlier, book Brooke, at, at functioning at a high level by investing in your self care. I want to take that and take self-care into patient care uh, with how to help patients as pharmacists. Um, a lot of people outside of pharmacy um, see pharmacists as representatives or workers for pharma, uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case at all. We are actually, our number one priority is serving our patients, patient care. We're, I call ourselves advocates for patients. That's, in my opinion, what we really are there to do, is to help them not only manage medications, answer their questions, counsel and everything else, but also work with their prescribers to pick the optimal solution for their condition, for their medication regimen. But in that process, save them money because, as we know, drug, drug costs are not getting any cheaper. They're actually rising. Um, even generics that are you know, going on back order and everything else. The prices are just rising. And even if you have insurance, the copays can be pretty astronomical. Um, so I would like to invite you to share uh, what you view uh, your role as a pharmacist is on behalf of the patient, uh, just overall with their healthcare and medications, but then also talking about the role of helping them save money being an advocate as a pharmacist. Oh, there's so much involved in this. Yes. Um, first <laughs> off, I think um, being able to give people advice on their health and staying active, you don't want to be a hypocrite. So that's also a reason why I really like to be fit and try to eat healthy um, because I'm sitting here counseling diabetes patients on, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to eat better. And then like, what am I doing? If I'm not doing that, then how can I like fully give my heart to tell somebody else that? Yes. Um, if I can't do it and I'm fully healthy, like how do I expect them to do it with their disease management? Um, so I think that's very important. Um, also I think patients, some patients don't realize to what extent we have control over, we have limitations. Um, but we also can do so much more than they think as well. Yeah. Um, I've heard, I actually got told this the other day by a patient, um, regarding her husband's pain medication, her insurance didn't want to pay for more than seven days because he's never taken pain medication. And her exact words were, well, I don't think it's your job to, um, contradict what the doctor says. I'm like, actually, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so my job is to question these things because, you know, our country is in such an opioid epidemic. You know, we're trying to cut back in. I practice in Florida. Yeah, we're trying. Um, yeah. They've Oxy passed Express. a lot of laws. Yeah. Um, so um, they actually doctors can't prescribe for more than three days unless there's certain documentation. So they're really trying to cut back on um, using pain medications because, sometimes people just don't need them and they don't need it for as long as they take it. Um, so I, I just feel like they need to understand where we come from, that we're here. We have their best interest at heart and saving patients money is literally my favorite thing to do. Um, you know, working for CVS, we have all the tools that they provide us to try to find cheaper discount cards. Um, we have savings finder. Do you use that a lot in at your store? Yeah, it's, it's an excellent tool and resource. And I think that's such a, a great thing that we do. And, and honestly, my uh, given shout out to my techs again, they love this. Like, they're like, Adam, I just saved her 
$300 a month. And I'm like, that's amazing. So I say like, you know, go tell them, heck yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, thank you. And that's the thing is a lot of times they, they give us the credit, but it's really the text. So I, that's one of the things I try to do is like, oh, no, no, it, it's all them. Like I just have the white coat, you know, um, yeah. they're for counseling everything. But that's what's so great is we can empower our whole team to be a part of this process by allowing them to know the resources that we have to work on our patient's behalf in collaboration with their prescriber to not only optimize the best medication for that patient, but a lot of times the best medication is not the most expensive. So there are cheaper alternatives. Um, and unfortunately, even like I said earlier, even if you have insurance, a lot of times either the copay is really high or it's just not covered by the plan, even if you know the prior authorization doesn't work or whatnot. So that's why single care is such a, an asset that can be utilized um, in these circumstances. Now, of course, it doesn't count towards the patient's deductible if this is something that they want to pursue or if, if they bring a discount card in. We always want to make sure that we tell them, you know, this is a great option, but it won't count towards your deductible. So we always want to make sure that they're aware of that. Um, but do you have any stories or, or, or instances that, that you'd like to highlight for when you've saved patients money on medications by intervening on, the, on this way? So I do, I actually do a lot of the manufacturer coupons and um, stuff myself. Um, my techs are super, I mean, we're all super busy, but yeah. um, I really, I enjoy doing it. I don't, yeah. I'm, That's I'm weird. Thing. So um, I love like, like, oh my God, their copay was $300. Now it's zero. That's so amazing. So um, I actually had a patient at the last location that I worked at whose wife was on vancomycin capsules um, because she had C. diff. Um, and I mean, their out of pocket was amazing yeah. for, through their insurance. It was like thousands of dollars yeah, and so she was actually on it for so long. They were about to do a fecal transplant, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, was super interesting. I've actually had C. diff before, which I got on rotations of pharmacy school. So wow. I feel, I totally felt her pain. So he was, you know, going to buy a whole month's worth of this vancomycin. And I'm just like, you know, she's having this this procedure done in a week. So why are you getting a month's worth and paying like $1,500 when you can just get, so I actually saved him over a thousand dollars and they didn't even wow. need it anymore after that. So it would have been a big waste. And he was so appreciative. He brought us lunch and I having that appreciation for patients is like, ugh, makes my heart feel good. Yes. So. Yes. Such a good point. <laughs> such a good point, guys. Um, you're not going to have stories like this every single day. So the stories we bring in, it, it's not every day. So if you're comparing your day-to-day -day with expecting this, that's that's not reality. So disclaimer. Oh. <laughs> but what I want to- I actually have a good story about yeah. that. The day that I found out I won this award, I had to deal with a lady that night who cussed me out for 30 minutes because she didn't want to take a generic Lyrica wow. and she made me feel like garbage. And oh. I just told myself, I was like, I just got named best pharmacist. And I had this lady telling me that I'm a bad pharmacist because I don't, you know. Yeah. So you kind of just have to take it try to see it from their point. You know, patients are stressed out. They have a lot of stuff going on. Sometimes they take it out on you and you know, it happens. So yeah. guys, I have spoken with and worked with thousands, literally thousands of pharmacy students and pharmacists since pharmacy school. And the people that burn out that have negative views on pharmacy. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that things aren't a challenge with hours and stress and demands and everything else, but there are two reasons only two reasons, like literally, these are the two reasons why people burn out, talk bad on pharmacy and leave the profession. The first one is they do not invest in their own self-care and make that a priority.
Because if you're not investing in yourself, your health will go to the wayside over time. Might not happen right away, but just like high blood pressure, you might not see symptoms, but if you don't control that, eventually you're going to have an incident where there's going to be scars left or who knows what kind of damage, just like blood pressure. No symptoms, no warning signs. So it's like, oh, what not? Now, there are warning signs. There are symptoms when you neglect your self-care, but you not, might be able to directly relate it because it is something that you invest over the long time, long term. So that's the first thing. The second thing is what Brooke just highlighted when you take things personally. Guys, think about this. When you're in a pharmacy, someone that comes in, a patient, is generally not having the best day of their life. They might have an acute infection. They might have been in a car accident. They might have got a really scary diagnosis that they are so overwhelmed with and have no idea what to do and might have negative connotations that freaks them out. And they're just really anxious, upset, afraid, frustrated, all the things. And a lot of people just don't know how to manage that. So when they come in, they're projecting these feelings. And unfortunately, a lot of people that burn out and get upset internalize that and think that it's directed at them, which they might even say things like, you're a bad pharmacist, this and that. But when you realize that this patient might just be in pain, might be going through something not related to pharmacy, maybe they're going through a bad breakup, maybe they've got family troubles, whatever that might be, they might and are more likely projecting that pain and what they're going through just outward, just trying to deal with it. And if you internalize that, if you view that as it's about me, you're going to get burnt out. You're going to feel resentful. But here's the trick. It's not about you. That's why we're here. We're here as pharmacists not to glorify ourselves or you know, all that stuff. We're here to serve. So we're here to give, not to get. That's number one. Number two is when people are going through this stuff, do not internalize it. It's not about you. They're going through stuff that you don't even realize. Even if you see a diagnosis and you have their health history and all that, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what they've been going through for years or what they went through in childhood or whatever. Like this goes deep. You do not know. So do not take that personally. Those are the two tips. Invest in your self-care. Do not take it personally. If you do these two things, you will create a successful career. That's it. It's that simple. But, uh, and Brooke, tell me if, if you agree with this. Of all the people that I've ever seen leave pharmacy or change careers, it's one or both of these that they were not implementing that led to that. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's just hard to take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself. Yep. It's the truth. Um, but that, again, that's why we're here. We're here to serve and help people. Uh, guide them. I, I really feel like we're liaisons of patient care if you want to get fancy with it. So we help mm -hmm. advocate with their prescribers on optimal regimens, saving the money, but they might have an issue um, that, that needs a referral. So maybe they come in constantly asking for ibuprofen or naproxen over the counter. And by being a pharmacist, asking the right questions, you know, when did this start? Where's the pain? Describe the pain. Is it a radiating pain, shooting pain? you might realize, and guys, this happens to be on almost a weekly basis, by the way, you might realize that what they're describing sounds like a pinched nerve. And when you ask them, have you ever been to a chiropractor? They're like, never in my life. So you refer them and you <laughs> say, have you ever considered this? And they come back like, oh my God, they send you cookies, like all the stuff, because yes. they had no idea that someone that specialized in that one even existed. 
And number two, that that could be their ailment. So being able to be a pharmacist and know where to refer people as far as which profession and give them that counsel advice in collaboration with their physician is so essential. And I think it's one of the big gifts that we have um, because I really feel it's an honor that patients come in, total strangers, like they don't know us, but they, they share very personal information, their health, their life. Um, and we have that opportunity to say, oh, we're too busy, can't deal with it. Or, you know, I have an opportunity to make an intervention that could not only improve someone's life, but save someone's life. And guys, I know it gets stressful. I know the hours are tight. I know all that stuff. I've been at full-time retail since 2012. I get it. We don't work at a slow store either. I did, yeah, lots of scripts. It's not slow, okay? So you're going to have these times, but if you're able to reconnect and just kind of take a moment, maybe take a breath, take a step back, and just think, how can I improve this patient's life with the time they're giving me right now by asking me this question? How can I give back and make some sort of recommendation, intervention that's going to guide them to better health? That's what we're here to do. That's my view of what a pharmacist is all about. And that's what I think each and every one of us can do. You don't have to run a podcast. You don't even have to be a pharmacist yet. You can do this as a pharmacy student with guidance from your preceptor. You don't have to wait for ideal conditions. You don't have to wait for awards. You can do this right now. It all comes down to your attitude. Are you investing in your self-care? Are you able to see that you're there to serve and it's not about you? And are you able to do this in connection with your why, that being there to serve your patients. That's such a good message. I, I agree 100%. That, that's what we're here to do. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're the Fit Farm fans. So. That's right. <laughs> there we are. I've got my special edition <laughs> Panama version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to make tank tops and crop tops for my fitness stuff. So. Those are coming. But yeah, so <laughs> she's going to custom this. So she's going to get the, the fitness line going. So, hey, maybe you'll make something. And I'll be like, all right, we'll pitch that. And you'll be, yeah. you'll, you'll get the spokes, spokesmodel award for that. You can do that. Awesome. <laughs> I love awards. They're so great. <laughs> Hired. There it is. Um, yeah, guys, but, but that's it. I, I know, uh, I, I get pretty passionate talking about this stuff and tend to extend the podcast length longer than, uh, the, the ideal target. Um, but I, there's just so much passion behind what we do. I, I really want to get that message out. And I think it's important that both Brooke and I are working in the trenches. We do work full-time community. So it's not like, you know, we've been out 10 years, we're just doing research and this and that and telling you what to do. We do this every day, like legit, you're going to work later. It's your day off where you're working. I'm headed to work in an hour. Like the, this is what we do. It's our life. Yeah. It's our passion. And we want to tell you that you can do this as well. We are here to help guide you. That's why I bring people like Brooke on this podcast to share their story. They have not lived an ideal life. They've gone through struggles just like you. But what do I do? I'm not here to motivate you. I'm not here to pump you up. If you want to get pumped up, go to the gym. I am here serving as an empowerment specialist to bring people, their stories to you so that you can see it's not too late. It's not too early. There's no ideal conditions. The time to act is now. Now is the time. You're the only person that can do that. And I want to share people like Brooke with you that have done this consistently even through the times where people are yelling, all that kind of stuff that does happen, but seeing that you're here to serve. You're here to help make a positive impact on someone's life and guide them to optimal care. 
saving prices, collaborating with physicians, making interventions. All the stuff we do as pharmacists. That's what we're here to do. That's my message for today. And uh, that, 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 I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> well, we can't forget about Single Care, who did this award. Um, exactly. They have a great uh, a discount card as well, which we use at CVS a lot. Um, and you can use it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can use it anywhere. So they save people money and they brought us these awesome awards that make us feel good about ourselves. So, yeah. So that's the other thing is the, uh, the single care is an awesome, awesome uh, discount card that can help people. It's a free pharmacy savings card that has helped millions uh, save billions on their medications, according to their research. And that's with or without insurance. Again, it can uh, be a use, but it does not count towards someone who does have insurance towards their deductible. So just make sure that you guys tell your patients that that's a really big key uh, to, to keep in mind. If you want to learn more about single care, I will have a link in the show notes below to their website so that you can learn more to see if that would be a fit for you or those that you serve. Um, but yeah, that, that's the message for today, guys. I hope this uh, helped. And Brooke, it's been awesome to go from the interweb social media world to now FaceTime time and all yes. that. <laughs> I, was, I was a little nervous, but it's it very, you know, very cool. And I like to get it. the word out. And so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, are there any final thoughts or anything that you want to share about being a pharmacist, fitness, uh, being a fit pharmacist yourself? or anything that you kind of want to end the podcast on with, with a message from what you've learned or what you want people to take away from your experience? Well, I'm fit-ish pharmacist. So, cause I know I'm not perfect and I, but I, Neither I, am try I. My hardest to me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know Heck that. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, I know that I don't know. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a professional bodybuilder, but I like to get it out there and let people see that people can make mistakes. I like videoing myself working out because I see you know, what do I need to improve on my form? I've seen my back in some videos and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have the worst form ever. Um, but really you just have to be passionate, you know, at work, you have to put your team in a good positive environment. You have to joke with them, let it be light and they will give you so much more effort. They will take care of patients much better and take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not there, then you're not able to take care of other people. So that's the biggest thing. 100% love that. And I agree, we're not perfect, we grow. And, and I do the same thing. Uh, if y'all watch my Instagram stories, I videotape um, my form for like my squats, my power lifts, so I can critique myself. So yeah, it's good content, uh, so it's there, so I might as well just share it. But I use that to critique myself. That's why I videotape, to see like, okay, do I need to change my form here? Like what was off? Um, whenever I hit my breaking point, when my form does break, where was that? Why was that? So if it's consistent, I know where to target and improve that. Um, so yeah, lots of value with that. And I love that you do that too. And, uh, yeah, it's a great way to learn and grow because yeah, man, none of us are perfect. We're all on a journey, but using our experience to learn and grow from that, that's where the beauty is because life is not about where we're headed. It's about what we're doing on that journey and that path. So if you do that with a smile and using fitness and maybe a little weirdness and dorkiness and type A-ness that, that I do, I don't know about you, but I, I, I mean, we're pharmacists. Yeah. I feel like we're all type A. So. <laughs> I mean, check this out. This is my coffee mug. It's a it's a beaker. Like I love it. it I have mug. my hydro jug, which is like a huge jug of water. So <laughs> awesome. Guys. I take it to work. I put a straw in it, and I try to drink as much water as I can while I'm at work. So that's right. That that's that's an, a whole other topic. The value of water, but so so important uh, for for all of us, regardless if you're a student, a pharmacist, 
or just someone looking to love and crush life. But guys, this has been an absolute pleasure having the best pharmacist and most influential pharmacist from Single Care to share why we got into pharmacy, how to become that next level best version of yourself, because we've never, ever scratched our potential. It's unlimited. It's the pursuit, the growth, dispensing your full potential and consistent and never-ending improvement on a day-by-day basis where you're going to come to a place seeing that you're growing consistently. That is what it's all about, and that's what we're here to do to be the best version of ourselves so that we can dispense our full potential so that those we serve can benefit from the work that we do. Guys, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We release a new episode every Monday on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to this, there's awesome video content as well on the YouTube version. So we have content on each platform that the other does not. Make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can see smiling faces like Brooke on here and her guest cat <laughs> that was in... Yeah, he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> that was in this podcast as well. Uh, we both love animals. We both love fitness. We both love pharmacy and we both love life. Guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with the best pharmacist, Dr. Brooke Caperton. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Let me know. Post it. Tell me how it's impacted your pharmacy career and life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this amazing and passionate community we're creating of leaders in healthcare. You're now a part of the movement, a part of the family. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you.